You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show recording live here in the Budgie Smuggler Studios in downtown Batuta. We've obviously just finished up the biggest weekend of sport in the calendar year for 2020 at the uh, AFL Grand Final over in Brisbane, actually, in the Gabba, as I'm sure you all know. It's the first time it hasn't been in Melbourne over the weekend, and of course the NRL Grand Final down there in Sydney. And we're heading straight into the Spring Carnival, and cricket will be back soon. So we were going to interview an NRL star this week, but obviously all the uh, talent that we wanted to talk to are still in the bubble because Origin is yet to take place, so these players will remain in quarantine until that is all over. We've got a lot coming up in the way of sports, so... So for a breather, now that everyone's still coming down from the grand final weekend, we thought we'd delve into the world of film this week. And today's guests, uh, we've smuggled them across the border. We have two of the biggest movie nerds in Australia joining us today. And joining us, of course, as usual, is Errol Parker, editor-at-large of the Batuta Advocate. How are you, Errol? Good, man. That was a great opening monologue. Yeah. Fantastic. Matt, isn't it wild how I tied it all together? Like, no, we didn't interview Cam Smith this week, but... We do have uh, Cameron and Alexi. So. <laughs> and I just want to say, uh, the NRL boys, they're in a bubble. Podcasters, we're also in our yeah, own bubble. Yeah. So that's why mm. we're allowed to talk to each other. So are comedians. They, mm. they, 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 they're in their own echo chamber, I guess you could say. And they're, yeah, they're not really in touch with Far the average out. Australian. I mean, all us, all us comics like us guys, Louis C.K., you know, Crystal Lear and stuff, we're all quite tight. And um, we have each other's backs no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> we'll support anyone, dude. I'm a big Kevin Pollock fan, and he hasn't done anything wrong, so I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah, because there's that comedian now who's under fire, that uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah we still claim him as a we comedian. We still claim him as a comedian, even though he technically has never done stand-up. <laughs> yeah. and technically, he's technically a movie star these days as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. We, we have his back. He is pro Hillsong. He mm. is anti-gay marriage, which we, we don't agree with, but no. we always will stand with Chris. And yeah. he used to be fat, dude. So we yeah. will always, the fatties will always have your back, anyone Chris. Who, anyone who has ever been fat is technically a comedian. Cam, yeah. were you rather buxom as a teenager? Is that what we're... <laughs> No, no, but I wish. I mean, I'm going. Oh, so you identify getting, as I'm, once yeah. fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm planning on getting really fat okay. in my in my next probably in the next your half next, hour. Yeah, your yeah. next phase. Yeah, my next phase. <laughs> Thanks for letting us in the podcast bubble, gentlemen, and uh, for having us in Batuta. We we love it here. It's yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sun-drenched town. Yeah. No yes. Dramas. How did you get over the border? <sighs> Because you know a that's long, it's that's a long, it's story. long story, but we will tell you it was a lot of smuggling. Mm. I was held within a beautiful, beautiful sack that Cameron yep. held on his back. Yeah, um, a bindle. You know when you you, you tie a sack to a stick <laughs> and you hold yep. that over your shoulder. I did that, and I just posed as like a a passing jolly swagman. Mm. And a very reinforced A man of the interior. <laughs> they went up through in uh, Tenerfield, so mm. all you had to do was prove that you'd lived in uh, the northwest of New South Wales for four weeks yeah. and you were able to yeah. get to Queensland. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're here, mm-hmm. and uh, we're never going back. We're, we're done we're with residents. New South Wales. Yeah. yeah, we're done with that place. Can you tell us... Wagwan, boys. Wagwan. <laughs> can you tell us a, a little bit about, you know, the success you, you two have found in the podcasting game? Because in the last four or five years, this, this medium uh, has taken off, including, uh, you know, in our town, obviously, mm. we've got a couple of podcasts coming out of here a week. 
Multiple. Multiple. <laughs> and a daily bulletin. Podcast capital we- of Australia. Yeah, mm. weekly bulletin. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, people like you come to visit us here. But you guys found success. I think that might come from the fact that you were actually stand-up comedians before you got into podcasting, which is rare for two white men getting mm. into podcasting. Mm, actually, rare. you'd mm. cut your teeth elsewhere in yeah. entertainment. We were also the first people to start a movie podcast yeah, ever. Yeah, we do believe that's true. People had spoken about movies in broadcast before. You've probably heard of, um, what are they calling on those two? That that's uh, couple. Margaret, God, and, Margaret David. and David. That beautiful right? couple. Yeah, yeah. they God, I, I heard they had a little bit of a rocky patch at the moment, but, you know, we're really rooting for them. Mm. We're pulling we're pulling through for those guys. Yeah. Um, so people have talked about movies in private conversation mm-hmm. on television, even on the radio with that mm. movie guy, Mark Fennell. But never on podcasts. Never on the freaking internet before. So we were really like groundbreakers in that genre. Yeah. Not just because of my size, where I usually do break ground. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm falling out of something, the ground will break. All my insistence on carrying a very beautiful silver shovel to construction sites and doing the groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we broke that freaking ground, Mm. you know? We broke that glass floor that we call as (laughs) white male podcasters (laughs) (laughs) and started a movie podcast. <laughs> but you guys are no, uh, you know, slouch in the podcast game as well. You've got good numbers. I've had a look at the stats, and you're getting good downloads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get, we we move. Yeah, we you, move weight. You move like, units. You push yeah. those units. Out I don't there. think that downloads is is a good yardstick by which mm. to measure a podcast. Mm. Okay, I do streams only. I don't check the downloads. Yeah. Just go what people are streaming. Yeah, <laughs> I guess a good yardstick is um, how many times it is recommended to you. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. a niche podcast uh, can be very now. popular. Mm. 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 Yeah. You know it. Oh, that's what we've built our whole thing on. Yeah, really. niche. Word we love of mouth. that niche. So spe- speaking of niche, we'll start with Drago and then we'll get into into your newest mm. uh, work of art. Sensible. Uh, <laughs> tell us tell us the story of Drago um, for those who haven't listened to it. Well, Finding Drago began as literally a real discovery when we were doing our movie podcast. We were reviewing Rocky Four for some unknown reason. Yeah, who knows why. And while doing that research, I like found this one sentence on Wikipedia about Ivan Drago that was like, of the further exploits of Ivan Drago were explored in Todd Noy's final great last masterpiece novel, Drago on Mounds We Stand. I'm like, what the what fuck, the fuck is, is this, this novel? There's <laughs> yeah. a novel about Ivan Drago? And it's written by this guy, Todd Noy, who's like supposedly this genius. And I started falling down this rabbit hole and finding out that Todd Noy was like this ex-sports journalist from Perth, Western Australia, who would like cover boxing and like VFL and stuff. I'm like, this is insane. How's this guy Australian? And then- well, He'd also won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, he won the Pulitzer, and we were so proud of him, as Aussies, for winning that prize. Well, you discovered him on a Wikipedia entry, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, for a uh, fictional character from the 80s. <laughs> and then, like, it kind of, like, got to this point where, like, I got the book, and the book, like, talked about in the About the Author section that uh, he had possibly died. He'd gone missing. He had, like, all these struggles with drugs and alcohol. Ivan and been Drago. Missing. Uh, no, 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 Todd, Todd Noy, oh, the, right, author. Right, right, the author. Yeah, yeah. The famous Perth author. <laughs> yeah, that we all know about. Yeah, and-, and he, like, and so, like, oh, God, he's dead. And then I opened the book, and it was signed by him. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And just mm. led us to, like, trying to find out who this guy was. Yeah, so Finding Drago ended up becoming a six-part series that ABC produced for us which is our attempt at a true crime mm. story yeah. I find true crime too bloody too scary too freaking too, scary too freaky deaky I'm a pusscat I'm scared <laughs> so we did our own version of true crime which was that we just tried to find this mysterious author mm. Todd Noy 
And, uh, you know, there's no blood or guts in it. So if you're turned off by that shit, you can fucking just breeze through Finding Drago. Yeah. yeah. Just some effing and jeffing. If you've got a problem with that, you can F and jeff my own dingus. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We're dealing with stand-ups Whoa. here. Yeah. Holy We're raw and unfiltered. Sorry, guys. All right, so that's... Make the time, <laughs> mark the time code there. Yeah, 10. 10 okay. minutes. Yeah. Go cut that right. out. I'll just cut that out. No, we, we, but we, we are riffing too. So yeah, that's, yeah. There's a good yeah. rapport in this room. Yeah. You guys aren't stand-ups, but you guys are pretty good at riffing. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you record 358 podcasts yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. You yeah. don't get a day off? <laughs> no. Straight up. Early leap year. <laughs> that's no, exciting. We did, no, we took one no. off for Quinn's birthday. That was, um, oh, you that have was to. Real. God save yeah. her. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to do it. Yeah, every year I try and take a day off to try and kill her. <laughs> <laughs> For us, no, stand-ups, no, no, the queen is Sarah Silverman, so we take a true. day off on her birthday. That's true. Or Queen Latifah. Yeah, true. Um, I think that that's really disrespectful, what you just said. And if you could mark the time code, which I think is about 10 minutes 40, let's, 10 40. Cut, let's cut that out okay, too, because yeah, yeah. that's really rude. As a monarchist. Yeah, you don't like the idea of the queen's death day? I've, I mean, the only reason that I would ever get excited about you know, the queen passing is yeah. just to... I'd finally get to see... Charlie become king. Yeah. Which and is you've exciting. always wanted to see a flag at half mast. Yeah. You've never had that chance. You're like, God, that'll be the day. Yeah. The only time I'm at half mast <laughs> is, uh, you know, I mean, insert the rest there. <laughs> He's in the bedroom and it's a tremendous problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> I have to thumb it in half the time. <laughs> like Play Doh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're ruining the sanctity of this amazing yeah. uh, institution of you guys. So, so you you went down a rabbit hole. There was a lot of uh, you just went on a journey finding this mm. author who mm. won a Pulitzer Prize from Perth, as you described Perth, Western Australia. For those yeah. who didn't know where Perth was, <laughs> yeah, mm. not Perth in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, too often get confused. Mm. And uh, yeah, and we, we obviously won't spoil that for for those who want to listen to this um, Effin and Jeff and light true crime. But that was met with such great success, this podcast. Probably a lot of people kind of... The gateway for a lot of people was through boxing. Probably thought they were going to be getting some real Rocky going on here. Rocky fans came on board early. (laughs) Yeah. And then were sort of surprised by what it was. And then Ben Damon, the boxing promoter out here, he shared it. Yeah. And we got a lot of boxing fans on board (laughs) who came on. So that was a fun little... um, side product of this and it was kind of nice because like you know you know we're not sportos i'll be honest i'm not a sporto i don't know if you could tell by me saying dingus earlier today <laughs> or, or, or saying sportos yeah, yeah we're not sportos <laughs> yeah. but i've never actually watched a full episode of sport in my life but we uh but like i think because of like the connection to rocky like all these people like they love that movie but i think they have like this kind of emotional connection to the movie because it is like this really sensitive portrayal of like this you know a guy who is like pretty stupid (laughs) and like about like him trying to like find his way in the world so I think they like came to the podcast like this already like an Mm. emotional connection so they were like Mm. they were very like very sweet to us or like the Rocky fans very very sweet oh Rocky's a a, a, yeah you know Eye of the Tiger the nostalgia Mm. behind that film particularly for Italian Americans who were like, they didn't really have the hero until Stallone came along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They had maybe the Raging Bull, but then there was Stallone, and Stallone, mm. you know, 
Eddie Murphy does a great bit about how he changed their entire psyche. The oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. For years and years, you know, they just, you know, had the Corleones. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> to yes. look up to. And they yeah. weren't heroes. They no, were... No. They were... Yeah. Whoa. They were yeah. Cool. Do that again. <laughs> Thank you. That oh, we got a regular Kevin Polk over here. <laughs> Vito. Vito. Oh. My name is Vito. <laughs> Famous he's line. Say his own name over Famous and over. line from The Godfather. My son. <laughs> What's his son? Vito. Michael. There yes. we go. Little Michael. Oh, where are you doing with film buffs? Do, do not. You'll, if you slip, that will that will pound you. For They're not sportos. They're filmers. Hey, um, we are filmers. Thank so, you. Filmos. Yeah, we're not sportos. We're filmers. <laughs> so, Alexi, as uh, inversely, um, mm. obviously you weren't a sporto. You weren't a rocky guy. As a young, I was a rocky guy, big time. Yeah, is that like I was going to ask who was your answer as a young Greek Australian to Stallone Ooh. growing up? Was it Giannopoulos? It was absolutely Giannopoulos. <laughs> I idolised mm. Giannopoulos. I used to dance like him at my school discos. I would slide across the floor and I would thrust my hands against my pelvis that was yet to develop. <laughs> but he was, yeah, he was my king of Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> really, not Colosimo. Colosimo is awesome. Yeah, all is of them. Colosimo, Pierre Miranda. You know, you get oh, the. Yeah, true, you know, true, there's true. some crossover. Yeah, they have a saying in yeah. Italian, "Uno faccio, uno razzo," which means same face, same race. Yeah, about well, Greeks and Italians. And and also, let's not forget Cubans in Scarface. Yeah, so. mm. you're allowed to do anything if you're <laughs> Greek or Italian. Because played it, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to claim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then who was the one that played the grandson in Godfather Three? Who was a Cuban Ooh, playing Andy Garcia. Oh, Andy Garcia. Garcia yeah. They yeah. flipped the freaking script. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful detail. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's mm. good. Um, wh- I'm trying to think of whom the white version of that is for me. Uh, just pretty much any comedian, I yeah. guess. <laughs> you can play any, Carl Barron. can play any bald man. Yeah. Yeah, he can do anything. He can play Carl. He can play Manny Lewis. He can do it all. <laughs> so yeah. then we're getting towards, you know, we're getting real nerdy on the film stuff now. Mm. Would you find that Rocky fans, some of who you inherited with mm. your podcast about the guy who wrote about a character in Rocky, <laughs> would you say they're not they're not film fans per se? Mostly Rocky Rocky's base. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Yeah, they some... would, they, think they they fly the gamut of all of Stallone's filmography. Yeah, right. yeah. But also, uh, someone pointed this out to me recently that. Rocky is like the longest running character mm. <laughs> played by the same actor for for like, well, when was the first one? 70... 76. Yeah. 76. And Four he's still playing the character yeah. in Creed yeah. 2 like yeah. two years ago or mm. something. So by merit of being a Rocky fan, you become a film fan because yeah. you watch 40, 50 years of cinema, basically. Yeah. So look, the Rocky fans, they start out as pretty base, but then they have this whole history of like mm. knowing about 70s cinema and 80s yeah, cinema yeah. and all that shit. Not and to mention they, develops. they know about the inter- intricacies <laughs> of the Middle East through Rambo. Yeah. Um, yes. They know all Rocky fans and uh, Stallone fans know that once upon a time, the Afghanis were our allies against the red. That's true. Yeah. First Blood 2, I think it was maybe 3. 3, I three. think it's 3. And yeah. it even like ends with like this movie's dedicated to the brave warriors or the Taliban. <laughs> it's like the code <laughs> to that movie. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. We taught them how to shoot down Russian helicopters and they did. Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they of course also know about Russian film montage because of yeah. Rocky Four, yeah. which is the most Eisenstein movie that's ever been made, and that's so, why Sly is a real filmmaker. So, mm. so the Russian like that came from Russia. That that 
Yeah, the idea of the editing. The idea of a montage. Yeah, yeah. Well, editing and montage comes from Russian filmmaking and Sly, I believe, truly channels it in Rocky Four. Yeah, there's, I think, five montages in mm. Rocky Four. There's about 40 minutes of non-montage footage in a 90-minute movie. <laughs> and then there's 10 minutes of Rocky Three as well at the start, and so it's let's barely a film. Also, not forget that there is a seven-minute James Brown song oh, played yeah. in full. Played in full, full James Brown concert. Living in is. America. Yeah, and boy, aren't we glad that we are not? Yeah, because there's a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, going a lot of crazy comedians over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just quickly, <laughs> that is one of the most famous film montages of all time. Is Ivan the training yeah. montage? Yeah, yeah. 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 Per- contrasting both of their styles of yeah. training. So yeah. Ivan, Ivan was like a lab rat Russian yeah. Soviet. He's punching robots and stuff, and <laughs> yeah. then it cuts to Rocky in the snow dragging logs yeah, and yeah. pulling a train across. Yeah, fighting a horse and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah. That's one of the best montages. Yeah. Uh, of it's all incredible. Time. Inc- also, really interesting that they could paint. Rocky as the working man underclass mm. compared to the Soviet yeah. ri- rich boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very bizarre. Also, yeah. but you know, it, you don't look at Rocky Four for historical accuracy because <laughs> the film ends with, from my memory, I've seen it a few times and not for a little while. Rocky basically ending the Cold War. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's I believe how it does happen, but yeah. in a meta way, that film coming out did end the Cold War. Really? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I've never really looked I'd into so. it, but I believe it in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was either, either that or Goldeneye. Oh uh, yeah, true, true, true. Jaws. So, yeah, oh, yeah. God, I love those movies yeah. too. Oh, oh, oh wow, good. I could do that too. <laughs> the impersonation guy. The king of impression. <laughs> if you finish that, it's mm. gone. rave reviews for this podcast. Mm. Finding Drago. As we said, once a lot of people got involved. In it, they realised it was uh, something completely different to what I guess most of them stumbled across. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or people were they got first involved saw- in the mystery. People yeah. online started yeah. trying to solve the mystery with us week to week, yeah. which was pretty fun. Cameron would get DMs from people going like, "Alexi's a freaking idiot. He didn't notice this clue that he said five episodes and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "You know, like, you know who left that clue in the episode and stuff." <laughs> Yeah, like we helped it. We, we helped edit this yeah, fucking thing. We made Goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. We know all the clues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. And we're kind of hoping people do that again this time around. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's unavoidable when you put something out online that people will go way deeper than you expect mm. them to. Yeah. So um, tell us the premise of this one. Right. So. You know, we we like to pick, uh, if we're making a true crime podcast, like I mentioned, we like to pick very inconsequential, low stakes Mm. crimes. And uh, the current crime that we discovered is a man from the 1990s who we believe faked a Guinness World Record. (laughs) He faked, (laughs) I don't want to say what it is because I don't want people to look it up yet, but he has a record in the Guinness Book of Records that he had for about 30 years. Yeah, 20 or 30 years. And we believe strongly that it is illegitimate, that it is fraudulent, and Mm -hmm. that he did it to get acclaim and fame and to get in the the glorious book Mm -hmm. that is Guinness World Records. How how easy would this record be? to get you the know, thing like, is well like how how niche is it <laughs> back in the day I reckon you could just get in the Guinness Book of Records yeah. if yeah. you just said you'd done something mm-hmm. yeah. now it's a lot more strict and I think for the worse mm. because now there are fucking look I don't want to sh- 
talk too much shit about Guinness. They make a wonderful product in their drink and the book is a shifts units. It shifts almost as many units as you guys yeah. get downloads. Yeah, yeah. They're the um, they're the Christmas stocking filler <laughs> book of, yeah, yeah. of yeah. the Tudor Advocate podcast. Exactly. Yeah. But, but they uh, That was its peak as well. So yeah. like the nineties, Guinness mm-hmm. Book of Records mm-hmm. was lit. And, yeah, uh, it was awesome. Moving into probably early 2000s and they started having those really really flashy covers that's, oh those that's, holographic that's exactly covers. our era yeah, yeah flashy yeah. cover era yeah. this the podcast green. is based on the golden 25th anniversary edition from 2005 yeah, or 50th, 50th anniversary 2005 yeah. and that was exactly what you're talking about holographic lenticular if lenticular, you will lenticular golden imagery. cover and so they got to a point where it became so red hot and it became mm-hmm. such a coveted Christmas item that Guinness would have to send adjudicators to the breaking of world records. Yes. Or would have to have them clarified <clears throat> through different sources. I remember it because B105 in Brisbane, um, uh, Hot Hits Radio Format hmm. in Brisbane once had the longest nipple hair. Um, wow. That oh. they were, were, someone claimed to have that and they were going to break the record. Who had that? It? Bernard Fanning or something? No, it, it, was, it was a guy in the street, but it, they brought Stefan. Oh, the street. street. Yeah. They, they, they just found him by chance. Wow. At, at, an, at an OB, outdoor broadcast. Wow. He came up. Did they said, see the hair dangling and they go, that's got to be from his nip? I think I think he came up and showed them. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Fucking wh- whoever hell. it was, maybe it was, oh, it was Triple M. Either way, they brought Stefan, the iconic Brisbane hairdresser. Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, Stefan's needle. Yeah, Stefan's wow. needle. Yeah, yeah, Napoleon yeah. hair products. He had to uh, shampoo the nipple hair wow. before it was officially measured by someone from Ireland that they sent up. Yeah, wow. that's the thing, man. At a certain Guinness point, Guinness became, I think, a bit of a racket yeah. mm. where they had like a little staff and they were like, you know what? Let's make people pay to fly yeah. our staff around the world mm. to verify these world records. Like, who cares? Yeah. Guinness, The Guinness Book of Records started as pub trivia. Mm. That's where it began. It just started with like a couple of guys in Ireland being They're like, going, oh, do you know who has the longest nibble hair? This yeah. guy There's in There's this dude in Brisbane, Brisbane we yeah. think. Let's write that yeah. down. Craig. Put that in the book. <laughs> Put that in the book. <laughs> Craig's got the world's longest nipple hair. <laughs> yeah. but it's and it like, was all unverified shit. Yeah. And then only in like the late 90s, 2000s, they started becoming, we're an actual world authority. We have yeah. to research this. We have to lock them in. And we actually, during the making of this podcast, we did try to set our own record. Yeah, we wanted to get in the Guinness Book of Records. We mm. thought that would be a fun little project for mm-hmm. us on the side. Yeah. And it costs so much. It costs to apply, just to apply. It was like 200 bucks to apply. And then they said, but we strongly recommend your fast tracking, which yeah. is $2,000. Yeah, the $2,000. <laughs> so you can apply for 200, but it will take like nearly half a year for them mm-hmm. to get back to you. Or to fast even read track. the email. Yeah, fast track, they get back to you within a week, $2,000 for that. Mm. And the ABC flatly said no. Yeah. <laughs> we asked yeah. for extra funding to pay for a fast tracking of a Guinness World Record for, <laughs> I don't know, I think we were applying for world's youngest podcaster or something. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, what else is there? There's to send an adjudicator. It's mm-hmm. like $10,000 and you yeah. have to put them up. And then after all of that, they can still say, no, you didn't get the world record. Yeah. <laughs> so you've just spent like nearly 15 grand or whatever mm. flying some guy out from yeah. Ireland. And then he yeah. goes, nah, but thanks for the holiday. No, I've even got longer nipple hairs than you, mate. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't make it. And that's, that's why it's only it really worth it like for uh, local councils who... Mm 
to like the biggest ice vovo. Yeah, they're going to spend the fifteen grand. And usually that shit is tied into charity or something. Yeah. Like it's yeah. proceeds will go to charity or whatever. Yeah. So Guinness are going to give them that. Yeah, we mm. didn't have that option. We didn't have charity. This was purely <laughs> selfish game. <laughs> <laughs> we got turned down. So yeah, we dive deep into the Guinness Book of Records mm. for this season and try to get to the bottom of why someone would fake it, what they would gain out of it, yeah. and why they would go to such lengths to mm. hide the truth for 30 years. And it's also probably the only record in filmmaking, in, like, movie making, that you could fake. Because all the rest are like, oh, who's got the most kills in the movie? Mm. And like, stuff like that. But this is, like, a really weird niche one. Yeah. yeah. And so we, like, travel the entire world while being in completely locked down in Sydney. <laughs> we should talk about that, too. We mm. produced this during... I don't want to say, but an unnamed pandemic. Yeah, something really on. crazy was happening at this time. Yeah. yeah. Really uh, crazy Please stuff. don't say it because we might get flagged <laughs> yeah. for misinformation if you say those words. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Of it this thing a... that might not even be true. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, That's it what I'm not going to say. creative project made during the Pangolin's Wrath. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I believe yeah. a curse came out from a pangolin that was eaten as a sacrifice, but I'm yeah. not sure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I've only read about it extensively, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've only read about it. So we did produce this during lockdown conditions mm. yeah. in a shipping container yes. in Marrickville underneath the flight path. Because we were not allowed into the ABC, so our only option was to use a shipping container in Marrickville underneath the flight path. Did, you, did that cause recording issues? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of motorbikes riding around those corners, <laughs> so we had to like cut out of the podcast. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of planes, a lot of a lot FedEx of parcels yeah. getting sent to Sydney. Yeah, But as the pandemic wore on, I'm guessing less planes. So mm. you know, that was, But that made us sad so that yeah. dipped our yeah. energy i mean we we live in the inner west so we love those planes they calm us down and you know i'm getting frustrated all day long I'm like where's my plane yeah. where's that beautiful low it's hum like, as it flies like, down damascus like in one of those kind of atlantic northeast <laughs> towns in america where you kind of the bell mm. goes midday you know when it's yep. lunchtime you you kind of have the plane you know, on the, the hour, 12.15's right? in from yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Okay. The Time flyover states in the US is Minnesota. In here, it's Marrickville and Sydney. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was produced under very difficult conditions, mm. but we're, we're, hopefully you can't tell that when you listen to it. Yeah, we worked extensively for it to be hidden that we made this in a freaking bin. We did. <laughs> we made mm. the podcast in a bin in a over bin. several months. Yeah. So this one's coming out through the ABC as well. Yeah. Yeah. So ABC did, produced. So, so what did the fucking ABC do? Well, that's a great question. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, they gave us our dear friend Bryce, who was producing They gave it. us a producer and mm -hmm. they gave nice. us some microphones. Not too dissimilar to these Yeah, ones. very similar, actually. Oh, well, mm -hmm. um, and then they gave us um, the permission to record it in a bin. I'm, yeah, and the permission well, to release it via we their didn't podcast even have app. Have <laughs> I, I, can't, I don't want to shit too much on it but I will say we didn't even have internet access mm. in the shipping container we were working in we so were we tethered, off tethered off our phones, from our phones the old whole school time. and we had <laughs> yeah. an incredible interview that we had to do with someone all the way in Spain and we had to like do it late mm. at night and we had no internet access to it so we had to use our producer's phone who had only 59 <laughs> minutes of international calls <laughs> so we had to like try and keep it very tight and hang it up just before yeah he couldn't even call his family uh, overseas that month because we used up all these minutes and they were his Lebara card <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's rough it was a rough, it was a rough. 
But the unnamed pandemic has affected us all. Um, and uh, it's probably affected you guys here in Batuta. I yeah. don't know. Are you guys doing okay, surviving? We yeah, haven't had a community right. transmission for 200 days. That's wow. awesome. So are um, people yeah. still hugging and stuff? Or? Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. pashing. There's big huggers Pashing. around here. Yeah. Big pashes around yeah, here. They big, are, yeah. Big, it's very well, European. Know, there is Euro- a big very European. European influence in this town, you know. So mm. there is, of course, the double kiss that the French do down in the... <laughs> yeah. French Quarter, and then you know there's, the, uh, but there's they're other double French kisses, saying, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, one in the front, one in the back. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize you had a French Quarter. Yeah, no, they it's came. Hard to miss. They came <laughs> via French Polynesia, actually, which was an interesting <laughs> okay. migrate yeah. migration route. But wow. it was the early days of the four five seven visa program, so wow. we um, we needed some unskilled pacific slaves to pick the fruit out here and um mm. as you know that's been happening since the start of uh, federation and continues to happen today they yeah, just had a couple still well, to I this day that. they do speak the uh Batutanese creole down there <laughs> the french quarter <laughs> which which is basically like um if you can imagine what campbell newman would sound like mm. if he was just reading a f- French textbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Verbatim. It's an accent you don't hear very often, but it is distinctive. Yeah, yes, you, will you never know, like, it. you say it's like, say, um, if they were to ask you what you said, they would say, qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a, you know. It's quite beautiful. Kind of sounds Pretty like, textbooks. sounds like Afrikaans, if Afrikaans mm. was in a French accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot less... <laughs> And and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of like the water boy, Ooh, that's Yeah, it sounds like the movie The Waterboy. <laughs> yeah. To bring it back to film most stuff. It is, yeah. The yeah. Waterboy. Yeah. One of the great films. One of the greats. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay, now that we're back on the film uh, nerd shit, Finding Desperado coming out. October 30. October 30. Mm. The spookiest day of the entire year. So, how'd you come up with this name? I mean, that should give away a little bit of what this record is. Well... A bit of this podcast is set in Spain, quite mm. a bit, uh, and Ibiza. And desperado is a word know. that means outlaw on the run. Mm. Oh, and that I thought is, it was just that eagle song. Yeah, also that was a big influence, big influence on us, on us as well. So we listened to it every day before yeah. we started. Yeah, and we watched the Robert Rodriguez film Desperado yes. starring Antonio Banderas. Was that starring the, uh, Selma Hayek. Was that the guitar that turns into a machine gun? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible film. And it's yeah. incredible he can <laughs> fling bullets around corners in that movie and we're like, we've yeah. got to make our podcast feel like that. We're <laughs> yeah. going to make this feel like a bullet sliding around a corner to hit you. Yeah, so there's a Spanish influence this time around. Whereas mm. last time, uh, Rocky... The Soviet and America were our big touchstones. Mm, yeah. This time around, we've got Spain, Europe, and I'd say the movie Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yep. Silence of the mm. Lambs and Talented Mr. Ripley were like our, our big, big, like kind of like stylistic storytelling influences this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the food's much better. You know, you've oh, got you know God. some tapas. Yeah, oh, yeah tapas, yeah. fava beans. If do you, you guys will. have that here, tapas. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's um, in the Latin Quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, every, every town out here has a tapas restaurant. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah, it's yeah. like the old Chinese restaurants of <laughs> Red Fortune, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Considered everyone in Western Queensland has Now they've got more yeah. cheer. My favourite, because um, I'm from, I've been on this show before and I talked about being from Newcastle. Mm. My favourite. Where the two guys uh, killed each other inside yeah. the kiosk. Yeah, exactly. The kiosk I used to work at. Um, <laughs> but uh, my favourite type of Chinese restaurant is a restaurant that's just called Chinese Restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my favourite type. Mm. And you get a few of them in Newcastle. In Chinese. Just I like Chinese. Asian. Oh, Just that's casting cool. a real wide net. <laughs> yeah, that's like good. Asian food. You can get a green chicken curry <laughs> and and a like a lemon chicken as well, yeah. which yeah. is nice. And a satay pasta. Oh, yum! You guys got to try the Mongolian beef pizza. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Ooh, <wee>. Fusion food. <laughs> um, as I yeah, so so with the film stuff, just what is your favourite films? Oh I have to gosh. ask you guys because you're obviously the biggest film nerds we've ever had on here. Yes, jeez. Oh, we love movies. We actually love every single movie. So mm. it's so hard to whittle it down from probably 10,000 down to one. Yeah, but I'm going to, because we're Australian mm-hmm. and this is an Australian show, yes. I'm going to say probably the movie Rams starring Michael Caton and who else? <laughs> Michael Caton and Sam Neill. Um, it is a wonderful picture in cinemas. And probably Shane Jacobson's probably in it. I'd I say. reckon Shane yeah. Jacobson would probably wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he could be in it and uh you directed probably get- by um <laughs> it's directed by probably Chris no Nimbus. who's the um, ride like a girl uh <laughs> rachel griffiths rachel griffiths rachel griffiths <laughs> in yeah. her second debut i reckon you're gonna get a producer credit deep in there from brian brown yeah nice deep <laughs> he, in there. he was a, just a supporter of it yeah brian brown pga he probably yeah. put in a little bit of money Absolutely. i haven't seen it but i've seen the poster and, and it looks gorgeous. sensational yeah. the color palette of that poster good heavens <laughs> Starring a, you know, ethnically ambiguous chick that was on Heartbreak High 20 yeah, yeah, years ago. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I love Aiden Nicodemus. I love Aiden Nicodemus. She's one of my heroes. <laughs> my, my actual favourite movie probably is Australian movie of that ilk, which is Looking for Alabrandi. Yeah. I can I watch mm. it like six times a year. Yeah, you do love I'm that. obsessed with it. Right. This speaks to your experience growing up. Absolutely. Um, it's like set in my neighbourhood. Yeah. It looks Everyone looks like my family in it. Yeah. It's so... It's a movie. I'm going to cry talking about it now. You went to an, all, you went to an elite private girls school. Yeah, I went to elite private girls school. I was pressured to become the head girl of my school. And then some tragedies happened to my formal date. I won't say what. I was the Jacob Coot. Yeah, you were. Did you yeah. read the novel? I lost my virginity to you. <laughs> and I was really good at winging it at public speaking. Yeah, you were an incredible speaker. Mm. Uh, did you read the novel? Yes, I stole the novel from my high school. I stole it and it was, I got the novel signed by Pia Miranda. And um, when I was telling her, I was like, oh, I love your movie. It actually made me, it makes me, when I look at it, it makes me feel like I'm looking at my family photo album. I was like crying and she's like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> wrong with this guy? And then I got also Melina Marquetta, the author, to sign it as well. So mm-hmm. I say I got my Bible signed by Jesus and God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm obsessed. It's that my favorite. Insane. Yeah, and this was before he discovered Geonopolis. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Have that you got your Acropolis it. Now DVDs signed oh, by yeah, those? I got leather jacket signed by him and my die cast <laughs> off his Cadillac I actually when I was Kingswood. in high school I had a um, I w- ran into Tahir oh. and uh, one of the other actors from Pizza he was the first comedian I ever saw live oh man the best I got them to sign because I loved Pizza I got mm. the I ran into three of them in Sydney and I got them to sign my Echo hat I had a red Echo hat wow Mark Echo uh, it was a knockoff yeah. I got from Paddy's Markets yeah. but still you into they up. all signed it but they all signed it in character from oh, Pizza holy shit I didn't get their real names on there so there's like so you, Habib Habib and signed Sleek, it yeah. Sleek and Bobo signed it in character <laughs> yeah 
I've wow. still got it at mum and dad's. <laughs> Might start wearing it again. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. gotta wear that bobo. So that's Seriously. like I when I look at that red echo hat, I say I got my Bible signed by God. Jesus and John, Joseph. Yeah, John the Baptist. They all signed it. <laughs> Judas. Yeah. Was that yeah. Jabba? I reckon oh, Sleep. Yeah, yeah yes, Jabba is Judas. Jabba, dude. Jabba's for sure Judas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. So that's your favourite film, Fat Pizza and... Versus Houses. Versus Houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Looking for Alan Brandy, the two greatest works of Australian art. Yeah. Fat pizza versus houses. Yeah. They're yeah. all made within the same five blocks. Well, I'd love so it says a lot about the inner west. Fat pizza versus Alabrandi. Oh my lord! I'm going to try and write it this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and write it full length, dude, in an afternoon. Uh, the, the best is um, the intro song to House Eyes. Oh, yeah. House Eyes, House Eyes, Yeah, it's awesome. I prefer chicks, 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 <laughs> chicks, chicks. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> Keep going. Uh, oh, what are these? Like fully sick? Fuck yeah, Bobby! I can't remember how it goes. The next part. So, but it used to be my ringtone for a few years. So, <laughs> guys, it's been great. Um, look forward to finding Desperado. Yeah. How do, how do people find it? Anywhere they get podcasts. So wherever they listen to this, probably mm-hmm. it's yeah. on the same app. It's on the ABC Listen app, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. yep, Spotify. No, I think that's the one place it's <laughs> yeah, not it's on. It's not allowed. Apparently, ABC, ABC won't have a. They have no deal with Spotify. Mm, all right. But you can find it on the website for ABC. So if you go on the ABC <laughs> website, go you on can ABC listen to it on a AU, and then search. There'll be a search bar. So search bar somewhere within there. Yeah. Don't, and just type don't it in. get distracted by looking at the news page. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of news. It actually doesn't stop, they say. It's all, You'll probably come across all... Charlie Pickering's face somewhere on that website and yeah. get distracted. Click past it. His, his ultimate that. takedown of Trump. You know, like uh, Trump's oh, not going to yeah, win the election yeah, yeah. after this. But just lastly, to the listeners, you need to run up these numbers and help these boys shift some units so that <laughs> next, time, next time the ABC might pay $2,000 for fast tracking of the Olympic... Yeah, we're trying to get the Guinness, Guinness world record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get most units shifted on a podcast. That's our yeah, record we're yeah. trying to break. We okay. either want two thousand dollars to join the Guinness World Records, or just even access to a studio next time. We yeah, nice. and yeah. We, or we could just split it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. try and remake a new season of Fat Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> They're Thanks still around. They're still around. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. Thanks, Lexi. My Thank you for joining us. Coming all the way up here and breaking. Yeah, we've got to smuggle this guy back over the border now. <laughs> Give me my spindle. Give me the spindle. A cab. <laughs> <laughs>